Today on the Podcast Review Show, we're looking at the Unstructured Podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we bring somebody on. We figure out what they're doing right so they can do more of that. We find those things that eh, they might want to tweak a little bit to uh, help me in this fun-filled task of uh, shining podcast, the one and only Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as PodcastTalentCoach.com. How's it going, Eric? It's going great, Dave. How are you? Good. So we have Eric Squared tonight. We have Eric K. Johnson and Eric Hunley. Eric is from the Unstructured Podcast. You can find that at unstructuredpod.com. And uh, Eric, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. What inspired you to to start a podcast? I like to say that I'm an expert podcast listener. I've been listening to podcasts as long as you've been doing them, starting with the original iPod. Many moons ago. A couple of years in, I wanted to do a podcast. It only took me 10 years to actually get it going. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your show. What's, uh, if, if, what is it about and who's your target listener? My target listener, it sounds gross, but ultimately is me. I was seeking out a show that would have fascinating people that I would want to sit down and have a drink with, kind of an idea pub. Hmm. And with that, I dive into all kinds of different subjects. The basic requirement is if I was to sit across the table from somebody and they told me who they were, if I want to keep drinking with them and I shut up, this is a really cool guest. So this could be anyone who does something really inspiring. Like um, I think we're covering a show today with a journalist who I really, really admire. I've admired for a long time to other people who are like Jordan Harbinger or Dave Jackson has been on the show in the past. Anyone that I can gain some knowledge from or entertainment, that is really my goal. Well, let's just hop in. Uh, we're going to listen to the first minute and one second of uh, This is Unstructured. <laughs> Structured. Today, I'm super excited to have somebody I've wanted to get on this show for a long time. Sometimes you start out having a podcast simply to meet amazing people that you really admire. And this is someone that I admire a great deal. I read her first book a couple of years ago, and I read her most recent book last year. This is Cheryl Atkinson. How are you doing today, Cheryl? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Now, Cheryl, you have an amazing past and a really wonderful history. And it's kind of a weird situation because I find you completely brave, but at the same time, I find it very troubling that you're having in journalistic integrity is bravery. You want to play good cop or bad cop, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I can I can be bad cop. Okay. The the um, the good thing the, is, well, let me go good cop first, and we'll let you go bad cop. Yeah. All um, right. I like the fact that you jumped right into a question. I like the fact that even though she was on a phone, it didn't sound horrendous. I like the guitar at the beginning. I was a little. It goes on for like. 12 seconds with no wording and things like that. But, um, and that's where, when I saw Eric's comments, I'm like, you think the exact same thing I do on this one. So Eric, I'll let you play bad cop on this one. Yeah. I like the fact that you jumped right into the question. My problem was I was brand new to the show and I had no idea about any of it. So I wasn't sure who you were. I wasn't sure who she is. I felt like I was plopped in the middle of a conversation I, I felt like there was no real introduction right in the uh, right at the beginning. It was like this is unstructured, and if if I go look at the website, it says dynamic informal conversations, which I thought was great. But I didn't get your name. I barely got her name. So at the very beginning, Eric, you say I read her first book a couple of years ago. Or I read her most recent book last year. This is Cheryl Atkinson. Cheryl, how are you doing? And I'm like, she's got two books. What are they? Like, what are they about? What's, what's mm. the deal? Who is she? What is her deal? Yeah. You jump right from that into you have an amazing past and a really wonderful history. And I thought, great. Okay. What's that about? And then we skip right past that and you go, it's kind of a weird situation because I find you completely brave. But at the same time, uh, I find it troubling that you you have journalistic integrity as bravery. And so we're right into it. And I'm like, wait a minute, we just passed who she was, what her fantastic history was, what her two books are, what your name is. We, like it, to me, it just felt like had I had about even 30 seconds of setup at the beginning, it would have made this first question so much more powerful because I would have had a little foundation on which to uh, build this question. Now, I hate when podcasts start with, tell me a little bit about you and and uh, how you got started and what you're all about, because that's generic and does no- nothing for anybody. But um, just a couple extra sentences there where you talked about uh, the two books that she had and the amazing past. Had you just given me a brief overview of what that was, I think it would have made this first question that much more powerful. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised you didn't even name the books because – I mean, here's here's another way you, you could have started this. And I think what this is, is the curse of knowledge, where you obviously are a fan of hers. And I think you kind of came in assuming that everybody yeah. else knew who she was. Because if you had said, hey, today on the show, I am so excited that she is here. Her first book was uh, The Smear, and I just got done reading Stonewall. By the way, uh, New York Times bestsellers, and she's also – on Sinclair's Sunday morning news program, Full Measure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Cheryl Atkinson. Now I'm like, holy cow. And if you said, oh, and by the way, her laptop was hacked by the government, I'm in. There was a show on when I was a little kid. It might have been To Tell the Truth or something like that, but I remember you had to guess who somebody was. And so for me, the whole thing that's running in the back of my mind as I'm doing this is I'm trying to figure out Okay, you've you've Eric's brought on Cheryl, and now I get to figure out what she does because <laughs> you kind of jump in, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm with Eric. I was kind of like, oh, well, obviously Eric knows what's going on, but but I don't. And so then later, 
I find out that, you know, the government has hacked her computer. When I went out to the website and saw that she was a New York Times bestseller, I was like, wow, okay, I didn't realize that. Because you didn't even, like I said, you didn't even mention the books. So it was just one of those things that I, I think I know why you did that, because it sounds like you really did your research. In your form that you gave us to to kick this thing off, you mentioned that you are really uh, that you really enjoy researching your guest and you know a lot about them, and that almost is a detriment to you mm-hmm. because you know so much about them that you forget what people don't know. I spent half of the interview trying to figure out if I should know who this person is, and I'm in journalism. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to go. Okay, do I know? Do I know Cheryl? Uh, and I couldn't figure it. You know, I, I'm, I was trying to force myself to focus on the questions rather than trying to pick up the nuggets that she was laying down working for Sinclair and, and all of these. I mean, her bio is phenomenal. I love the bold questions that you ask. And I love the, the structure of your interview because you know a ton. I mean, you're even teaching her some stuff as this interview goes along, which I found intriguing. I would have enjoyed it so much more had you set it up a little bit at the beginning. That's fair. And this is not an excuse. It's just a statement. I had a hard time limit. And I know that I let that pressure come onto me too, along with the curse of knowledge. It was, let's roll in. I got to get these done now, 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 now. So that caused me to obviously overlook some very obvious wins I could have gotten early. Yeah. Hard time limits. They, they are a pain yeah. and you know, you got to stick to them. I mean, if they're giving you 15 minutes and you're hearing the beep in the phone because the, the, the producer on her end is saying you got one minute left, you better wrap it up. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. So that's where some post-production magic comes in or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I've done in the past. Is if, I'm, if I have somebody for a short period of time, I will just say, Hey, I'm going to do the intro later. Uh, I'm just going to, and I'll say, Hey, we're, what we're going to talk about first is this. So I don't want to surprise them with my first question. And I said, I'll just say, Hey, thanks for coming on the show. You can say, thanks for having me. And we're going to jump right into that question. They're like, great. And I'll go, okay. And I'll pause for two seconds and I'll, thanks for coming on the show. And they'll go, thanks for having me. And then I'll answer that first question. And then later I will go back and I'll do what I call the typical Jimmy Fallon interview. Hey, everybody, I brought somebody on today. I'm so excited. Here's accomplishment, accomplishment, you know, mm-hmm. Golden Globe winner, Oscar nominee, blah, blah, blah. So-and-so welcome Jennifer Lawrence or whoever it is. And I try to make their name the, the last thing out of my mouth. And then I'll say, thanks for coming on the show or however it is. And then it just sounds like I did that, that, uh, that introduction while they were sitting there waiting. So it's, it's, hmm. it's like Eric said, it's a little post-production magic. When we do uh, interviews on the radio with, with musicians, big stars and such, we get six minutes because they <sighs> cram in 10 interviews in an hour. Jumpers. And it's, it's a six-minute hard time because the producer on their end will hang up on you at six minutes because they have another call on another line. So while you're talking to them, uh, the producer's on the other line going, all right, Dave, are you ready for Eric? I got him on the line. We'll be with you in two minutes. Hang tight. And then put Dave on hold. And as soon as my six minutes is up, click, and we're on to Dave. And so we ha- we record all of those interviews. We don't do any of them live because we're on from 7.06 to 7.12. And it doesn't matter what I have going on on the air. I got to hit the button and talk to them at that time. So we record all of those. And we do the, hey, can you... 
uh, you know, thanks for being here or who, you know, the whole setup at the beginning. And even in the middle of that six minutes, we'll go, Dave, uh, we'd love to play your song. Can you hang with us while we play your big hit? And then Dave will say, yeah, I'd love to. And then we'll keep going with the interview and then we'll just cut it into two pieces. So it sounds like Dave's hanging out with us all morning when in fact, I only had six minutes with him. It's just, it's the magic of post-production. You got to use it to your advantage when, uh, when the time comes. That's why I'm here. I guess for me, maybe it's just I'm old school. I think you should work your tagline into the beginning of your show. You know, your tagline's awesome. Yeah. So, because when it's just like, I, I forget what it is. It's welcome to unstructured or this is unstructured. Or and I was That's like, it, yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, yes, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I filled my calling. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You delivered on your promise. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, dynamic informal conversations is such a powerful line and it really tells the listener exactly what your show's all about. You don't need a whole lot of more explanation other than that. We're talking to fantastic dynamic individuals, but it's informal conversations. You know, I could tell as you were talking to her, you had almost as much to offer the conversation as she did. This wasn't a question and answer session. This was truly a discussion, which I appreciated. Yeah. Okay, so I do fit the tagline. I just wanted to make sure that it does line up. In fact, I have an example of that, and I just have it here as, you know, you're adding to the conversation. And at times, if I were to tweak this at all, I don't think, I think she's waiting for a question because she kind of goes, yeah, she's, let me play this for you. Have you ever heard of Ryan Holiday? He wrote a book called Trust Me, I'm Lying. No. <laughs> Well, he's a, an internet marketer. He was the uh, chief marketing officer uh-huh. for American Apparel. And his claim to fame was he found ways to slip in fake ad campaigns and everything else into blogs. And as he puts it, the blogosphere bubbles up. And actually, if you hit the right blog that the other blogs are reading, you can shove in a fake story and it'll travel all the way up to the networks. Yeah. Well, He's right. I mean, it's, it's actually doesn't take brain surgery in part because I think we as journalists ask so few obvious questions once. So I don't know, now that I listen to it now, it doesn't sound the first time I heard that I thought, did she pause for a while? But I guess she really didn't. Being a journalist, she's a champ and you know, she knows how to, she's going to jump on the conversation and take it in a direction that, that benefits the audience. And she did a great job with that question right there. And I thought it was a great setup. It added, it taught her something. It taught the audience something and it set her up to kind of take the conversation in a new direction. Yeah. You had, and and what was interesting is because of her background, she had some really good insights. Uh, The fact that she's kind of an independent, I'm not officially, I'm not up on whatever Sinclair is. Apparently it's pretty big. It's on the TV or whatever. It's the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. And so she was giving us insights into that. And so here's another clip of that. I have that freedom because this is an independent program. that's not advertiser driven in terms of advertisers are not given the influence to stop stories on pharmaceutical industry or, you know, powerful interests. And they want these kinds of stories where I work now. And a lot of people see that and say, that's what I want to do too, but there's not an appetite for it at the other national publications. So as soon as she starts busting on big pharma, I'm like, I am in, I hate big pharma. <laughs> um, and so I thought it was great that she was giving this insights. It just, I have in my notes here that at the, and I, we've kind of already hit this horse, but at the three minute mark, 
I just put, I'm confused, because I just had no idea who she was. And then I have at 4.45, oh, she's an investigative reporter. Um, and then finally, at 10 minutes, she mentions where she's worked. You didn't do that in your inner introduction. And again, I know we've already hit that, but that's where I finally was like, oh, okay. So she's a TV person. There at the end, Eric, you start getting into talking about her lawsuit against the government. And I too thought she had a podcast. I, I missed that part too. But her her show and her lawsuit against the government really sounded fascinating and i almost wish we had time to dive into those a little bit more (laughs) and that because i was like well wait a minute we're ending i didn't realize you had a hard time because i was like you're just gonna let her go on that because that was man she just she she's the cleanup hitter because she came in at the end and put it out of the park and it was like whoa i really liked when we got into the uh the free speech debate with her i thought that was a fascinating part of the conversation she had some really cool thoughts about it and you did a nice job kind of um kind of steering her in a direction but letting her go on her way to really uh, talk about what she's done and and uh her her thoughts and beliefs on free speech you were talking about um you don't happen to have that clip dave do you do i do you? I, um, I have one that i loved where she's talking about if well, I'll just play it. It's kind of self-explanatory. You know, if, if you go back 50 years in today's current environment, they would be saying cigarettes can't cause cancer. That's junk science. It's not true. And you would never be able to find out otherwise because the environment would be so controlled that any studies that were contrary would be suppressed. You wouldn't be able to find them on in your research. I mean, I wonder now in this environment what we're not going to learn or not going to be able to find out as efforts to manage what we can know and manage what we can find move forward. And that's just a small piece. There's a whole other part in there on free speech, but that was one that I was like, that's an interesting point of view. Yeah, Eric, I loved how you set that part up with uh, her thoughts on free speech. And as long as it wasn't uh, inciting the public with a call to action, like fire in a movie theater or something like that and what her thoughts were and, she really took it and ran with it. And I thought that was a fascinating part of the conversation. You did a great job just kind of tossing her the softball and letting her take it out of the park. I like that. I love that part of the interview. I think that was my favorite part of the interview. The other part, it, it was pretty deep for me just because I'm not in that sort of um, th- that circle and that culture of reading news and, and knowing uh, the ins and outs of a lot of the investigative reporting that she does. But getting into this free speech part was really fascinating to me, and I thought that was the strongest part of the interview. Yeah, the the one, and now I understand why, but when I heard this... Now, on that note, you've had your own troubles with your computer being hacked by some party in the government. Do you know if that's going on still with the current administration? And she kind of said, well, there's no way to tell, but I was like, wait a minute, her computer got hacked? I'm like... Why are we talking about this now? Like that's I, <laughs> yes. I wish I had an hour. Okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> questions. Trust me. Yeah. But Eric, is this something that in post production magic, Eric should have said, man, it was great talking with uh, Cheryl today. Unfortunately, she had an art out and I would have loved to follow up. Like to kind of like say, if you're wondering why I didn't ask about the, the laptop and this and that kind of like, not excusing himself, and because I hate when people apologize, that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But 
is that something like for the people that are screaming at the dashboard in their car? <laughs> yeah. So here's a here's the predicament that Eric is in. He's got this hard timed interview. It's a set length. And he can only get in what he can get in. And and now after the fact, he's realizing, well, crud, I probably should have explained the computer hacking a little bit more. I probably should have explained the lawsuit against the government a little bit more. It, this this sort of interview lends itself to more of a, a package feature story presentation rather than an interview and conversation where you could tell her story and, you know, and then Cheryl did this and, and, uh, back in 2000 X, uh, her, uh, computer got hacked, uh, by the federal government. And this is what she's gone through and not yada, yada, yada. And then, and then go back into the question where she answers it, you know, and then you could talk about her filing lawsuit against the government and, why she's filing the lawsuit and that sort of thing. And, and uh, it, now her friends are coming to her aid. And then you could go back to the interview where uh, her friends are providing the GoFundMe page, which like would a make a format. Yeah, it would be a really cool magazine format. The problem is your show is dynamic and formal conversations, <laughs> exactly. which, which is kind of counterintuitive to the magazine format. So, um, I, I think it lends itself to that sort of format where you're storytelling and then she's interspersing into it. I think it would be a really cool. I mean, it would take a lot more post-production yeah. and I don't know how sharp you are on doing that and how much time you have to commit to doing that. It's probably not something you want to do on every episode, but you know, at the beginning of this episode, if you set it up where today we're talking to Cheryl Atkinson, I had a great opportunity to sit down with her. You know, she was kind enough to give me 15 minutes of her time to, uh, you know, rifle through some machine guns, some questions at her. And she has a fascinating story. And you tell part of her story and about her books and things and then just kind of let her drop in every now and then. I think that would be a really cool episode. And it might be something you do every now and then when you have hard timed interviews like this and you don't have time to really flesh out a full hour long conversation with somebody. I don't know that, you know, if, if every week you're delivering an informal conversation uh, and then once in a blue moon, you do a magazine style. I don't know that it necessarily is a negative toward the brand that you've created, but it might flush out the storyline a little bit more and be a little, a little more full blown. See, and I love the way you set that up. I was lucky enough to get 15 minutes worth there. So you've already kind of, again, without being apologetic, like this is going to be a little different, set it up. And when I was teaching in the corporate world, a huge amount of your success was based on how you set up the class because you set expectations. Here's what we're going to cover today. Here's how often we're going to take breaks. You know, here's where the restrooms are, all the stuff to get people comfortable that they're like, all right, I'm in the right place. I know what I'm going to get. I'm ready to learn. And it's kind of the same with a podcast. Here's what you're, here's what you tuned into. Here's what we're going to talk about. And here's this and that. And here's the guest. And so I love the way you did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's, it is, it's tough when you're like, well, Eric, what was the one thing you were hoping to get out of this interview? I actually feel like I got it. I could have gotten more. But I have a weird methodology that's kind of mine. I do a ton of research, but then I keep the conversation informal. So I, I lean on the research to pipe up with a question and 
start things off. Then I'm listening for a hook where either we can go down that bunny trail that they're taking me, or I have another question in there that maybe I can segue into. I make an assumption that I'm not going to cover everything that I have because I have enough questions to cover two hours, <laughs> um, which probably is over-preparedness. Don't know, but I read both of her books. I've listened to 15 interviews with her and I watched her show. So I was familiar enough to do that. I do definitely take direction. I think from what you're saying, a two minute intro probably would have knocked out 90% of the problems you guys had with it. Yeah, because I felt almost like I was drinking from a fire hose listening to the questions because they were coming at me so much. I wasn't really having time to digest a lot of them. And I think the setup at the beginning would have changed the whole dynamic of the interview. Because as a listener, I don't I don't know that you only have 15 minutes with her or 20 minutes with her or right. whatever it was. I, I wasn't aware of that. So I just feel questions coming at me you know, nonstop and that sort of thing. Out so I think a little bit of that goes a long way. There are two styles of interviewing. There's one being incredibly prepared and knowing everything well-researched. And there's the other end of going into it blind and you don't know anything. Larry, Larry King goes into his interviews, blind. not knowing a single thing because he wants to be the listener. He wants to ask the questions the listeners would ask, not knowing anything about the book. Why should I read the book? What's the book about? How long is it going to take me to read it? How, you know, all that stuff where Bob Costas knows, you know, your mother's grandmother's middle name when he goes into the interview. Right. And his questions are like two minutes long. You know, by the time Bob actually asks the question, you forget where he started, you know, because Bob is so in depth. I think that's why Bob's Bob's uh, talk show failed because it was more Bob than anything because his questions were too damn long. Like, Bob, shorten this thing up. We got things to do. I'm actually uh, trying to bridge those two. Yes. And I think you can do that. Well, you just have to keep in mind your target listener and who we're building the show for. So if you know that Cheryl has been hacked by the government and she now has a lawsuit against the government that has something to do with that. I don't know if it does or not, but I'm just saying, for instance, but you could just set her up because you know that the listener does not like, let's say Dave doesn't know. And I'm saying, and I say now, Cheryl, I heard that your computer was hacked by the government. Uh, how did, how did that come about? And then she goes, Oh yeah, it was hacked by the government, this and that. And the other thing, and now I have a lawsuit against them. You walk her up and put the club in her hand and let her do the work. I had a question though. Um, in terms of the introduction, I have listened to you guys before, and it may be counterintuitive to advice you've given before. Because it was such a fire hose, would it have been helpful to say, we cover topics like free speech, government hacking her computer, and something else, just to give um, breadcrumbs of what's going to come? I normally hate doing that. That's why I was asking. That's not, that's not necessary for me to enjoy the interview of where we're going with it. My concern is tell me who she is and why I should yeah. care. Make gotcha. me care about it first. You know, if you tell me that Cheryl is a New York Times bestseller, she's published two books um, and what they're about, because I have no idea. Even Dave told me the titles of the books and I don't know what they're about. So, than that. She was a CBS anchor. Yeah, right. 
So there you go. So Emmy Award winner, CBS anchor. She uh, she currently hosts a show that does, that's investigative reporting. What kind of investigative reporting? Are we talking Dateline? Are we talking 2020? Are we talking 60 Minutes? I mean, what are we getting into? So she's an investigative reporter that looks into federal crimes uh, in politics or whatever it does. You she's know, just the one who outed Hillary Clinton for taking fire in Bosnia. There you go. So at the beginning, you say she's a bestseller. She does this. And she's probably best known for outing Hillary Clinton for taking fire in Bosnia. Because for like for the first three minutes, I'm like, who is this person? What does she do? So why do we care? Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, so the minute I finally figured out kind of what she was. but yeah, So I don't know that it's necessary for you to set up what's coming in nah. the interview as much as it is to give me uh, her credibility and why I should believe whatever she tells me. Fair enough. Yeah. Cause you, you had said, I'm really happy she's here because I've read both of her books. Okay. The other thing to keep in mind, one other minor thing, why did she come on your show? And she's probably thinking, well, if nothing else, he might promote my books and you didn't. And then, in fact, uh, we'll talk about your website later. There's no links to the books. So if you want her to share this interview to say, hey, I appeared on the Unstructured podcast, you got to have her have some skin in the game for her to do that. Not that it was a bad interview, but I'm just I'm I'm putting my feet in the. 100%. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm, all right, this we're going to do a first. Normally we would play the end of your show, uh, but we're not because you don't have one. Um, <laughs> it nope. just ends. Yeah, that you, ha- you. What's what's the story? Because what happens is you play two promos for other shows. So right, one or t- two, just to help friends out. Yeah. So tell us why that is, because it's it's a it's a different kind of ending. <laughs> Originally, I just ended, and that was it. No um, filler music, nothing else. And then as I've gotten to know other podcasters and stuff, I deliberately put promos for friends of mine who have podcasts or just people I respect to have something on the end and promote a show. So if they're done, you know, they may want to go listen to something. Got it. So you would just say, hey, Eric, it was great interviewing you today. Thanks so much. That's it. That's how the show would end. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then. Um, Here's my two cents for for you, Eric. (laughs) Um, in your in your questionnaire, we said, uh, what do you want people to do? And you said you want people to engage with you. And nowhere in your show do you actually tell people to come engage with you anywhere. There was no real close, no real call to action at the end. And again, in post-production, you can put it in there. You can even have a standard close that you just tack on the end of it to save you time. But something like, uh, you know, thanks again for being here this week for uh, our dynamic and formal conversations with fantastic guests. I appreciate your time. We'd love to have you continue the conversation over in our Facebook group. Go find us at yada yada. Or uh, if you ever want to get a hold of us, all of our contact information is at unstructuredpod.com slash contact. I'll probably start doing that. I just barely got the site done. Yeah, the, the site <laughs> looks great. And we'll get into that in a minute. And it's you, and your contact page is fantastic, which we'll get into in a minute. But it's super easy to find. So if you want people to engage with you, have a little call to action there at the end and just send them over to your contact page to get involved with the show and, and uh, continue on in, with, uh, you know, we our dynamic informal conversations continue offline 
over at uh, our Facebook page or whatever, you know, get in touch with us there. But just some sort of button up, wrap it up at the end. And even if you want to include the two promos at the end, you could say, if you're interested in, in other great shows, here are two of my favorites. And then roll into the promos or something like that. Yeah. To me, I thought the promo was the close. And then I'm listening to it. And I'm like, wait a minute. This has nothing to do with the show I just listened to. What is this? Yeah, and exactly what Eric was saying, even if it was after the promos, like you could say, hey, uh, here are two two shows I've been listening to lately, play the promos, come to the end of it. Hey, thanks so much for listening. You know, we covered a lot of stuff today. If you want to check out uh, her books and her website, as well as our Facebook group, you know, I've got one website for you. It's really simple, unstructuredpod.com. Everything you need is out there. I think that's, Eric, I think that's how you close your show. So uh, you, yeah. I got worksheets, I got contact, but it's everything out there, podcasttalentcoach.com. Right. It's just send them to one place. Don't you don't need 27 call to actions. If you want our book, right. go here. If you want our Facebook group, we'll go there. If you want to email me, go here. Just send them to the website and have everything they need right there. I mean, it's already there. So right. might as well get them over there to to engage with you and go deeper. Yeah. But cool. speaking of the website, um, it is it's got a nice, just kind of simple, clean uh, structure to it. I, I love the fact I've been lately. I don't know what the deal is. People are really getting into white text on black backgrounds, and I always, I always kind of want to go, "Hey, you know, the newspaper is black print on a white background for a reason. It's the <laughs> yes, it easy, it's easiest to read." But I love the fact that you have subscribe buttons here, what they call above the fold, so I don't have to to look for them. Um, I love this thing. I don't know how, how did you make this more players button. You click on it, and then here's all the. The minor that, players in podcasting, the Spotify's, the Podbeans, the cast boxes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That was a plug-in, but I hated the fact you had to click it to bring it up. So I thought if I put two in-your-face buttons that are so obvious, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then more players will encourage you to actually pick another player if you like Overcast or something. Yeah. So I like that. Um, and, and what you have in your sidebars, there are a couple of things I would remove. One being down here at the very bottom. So that's the good news. It's at the very bottom. This whole meta area, there's the reason for that. I, I I don't know to be honest with you. It's it's you're just kind of saying, hey, if you want to try to log into my website, uh, it's right here. <laughs> so I would just get that off there. Um, you only have one category. That's going to be built out still. Okay, good. I was going to say because if there's only one category. There's no reason to have categories because no, I have authors, I have journalists. Ah, I got have, it. Okay, good. Um, so that's mentalists, good. Mentalists, and, and I'm just—is Pat Flynn actually not Pat Flynn? Because I was looking at your website, it's like some other guy, and I'm like, is it just so happened that his name is Pat Flynn? They are both named Pat Flynn. Ironically, this Pat Flynn is more famous in the CrossFit world. Yeah, and. He teaches at universities. So it depends on which direction you're coming from. We're coming from podcasting, so we're like, right. oh, he's not that Pat Flynn. And, of course, we joked about it for the first few minutes in the first episode he was on. And then, Eric, I wanted your opinion. I always think search boxes should be somewhere above the fold because if you have to search for the search box, you've kind of, I don't know, to me. And yeah. then what what are your thoughts on that? I would agree. Yeah, the, I love the clean look of the uh, the whole thing, but I would definitely put the search box up top. Even if you could get it up in the uh, up in the header next to your contact or your iTunes reviews pull down menus, that's typically where I'm looking for a search box, um, or uh, all the way to the bottom. You know, if I can't find it up top somewhere, I scroll all the way to the bottom instantly and look for it there. Yours is about halfway down and. Uh, 
it's it's a challenge to find it. Um, but other than that, I love the clean look of it. I love the fact that it's your your podcast and your contact page and your reviews. I love how clean and simple it is, and it's easy to to navigate. I love your logo. That's really cool. I love the fact that you can subscribe right there. Again, with Dave, not sure about the search box. I would like to have seen the archives and the search box more up top because if I'm not finding what I'm looking for in the in the main left part section, I'm going to start searching for it. So I think that's okay. probably, other than the subscribe buttons, the search box and the archives are probably... Yeah, and more then, important than recent posts and some of this other stuff you have here. And I would definitely subscribe. move this down here. Subscribe to our RSS feeds, unless you got a lot of nerds listening to your podcast. <laughs> um, most people are going to go, what? Subscribe? Does that cost money? Um, your actual show notes, like I said, besides the fact that there's no link to the books here, because number one, depending on where you live, you might be able to be an Amazon affiliate and earn you know, 17 cents. Oh, there you go. So, that's, so that would have been something... Because that was the only thing I saw here. Because really, what you're looking for with show notes is enough to summarize, like who who is on here and what are we talking about. Which I thought you did a good job of. Links to anything mentioned, which you have her website and Instagram and your Facebook page and everything else. Like I said, the only thing I saw missing was the links to the book and then her picture. So I thought, you know, in you know, it's not War and Peace, but it's enough, and those are functional show notes. And I thought it was, again, nice and, and clean and easy. Plus, I love the fact you have a Podbean player, and I love the f- – this is actually a pretty slick player. Uh, you've got a speed control, and I love the fact that there's a download button. That's a weird pet peeve of mine. I, I love – because for like for this, for this show, we need to download the episode. And when there isn't one, well, then you can't get – it's a hassle for the reviewers. i got to go subscribe in <laughs> iTunes. But um, all in all, I thought it was great. The only thing I would add that I was like, hmm – is and you'll be amazed at how this might be your most popular page. There's no about page. It's coming. Okay, good. I was gonna say because that is one when I uh, when I look at any of my websites, the about page always gets a bunch of traffic because people will come and if they're they're like, oh, this is kind of cool, hmm, and then they'll click on the about page and then uh, Eric, you'd mentioned their contact page. I did not click on this. Oh, there you go. That's cool. Yeah, everything's in one place. Yeah, I love the contact page, and I love the fact that it's uh, unstructuredpod.com slash contact. Super easy to find everything right there. The only other a little tweak I would make is uh, your newsletter. I always recommend nobody's really looking to sign up for yet another newsletter in their yeah. email inbox and podcasting news you could lose or use. Gotcha. Sorry, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, so make it worthwhile. Like, hey, send them something of value. Send them the Cliff Notes uh send them uh, the list of the first hundred uh, interviews you've done or something, give them something of value in order to sign up for the newsletter, uh, something worthwhile that they can, they can get in exchange for giving you their email address. Okay. How about a, I was thinking about a, um, a book list because I've had a ton of authors. Yes, yeah. that'd be perfect. Like something they can consume in just a few minutes that gives them some value and solves one specific problem. And a book list would be fantastic. Yeah. So, but all in all, I, I thought it, it looked great. It works. Easy to find. Easy players. Subscribe buttons are right there. And uh, on all in all, I was uh, like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. So. Any questions for us as we get ready to kind of wrap things up here? No, no, you answered a lot. Um, 
it was actually a different kind of episode. I hate to call back. I was worried a little bit about her being on the phone. I cleaned that up as much as I could. Yeah, that actually, you know, it was the phone, which is always going to sound like the phone. But I've heard phone calls. I've been playing with this new piece of equipment called a, a Rodecaster from Rode, and it's got this Bluetooth thing where you can easily connect a cell phone. The bad news is you can't understand a thing. I'm like, hey, it connects to the phone. You just can't understand them. Um, so I thought I'm with, I, I thought it sounded pretty good for being on the phone. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I, that, I was impressed. Yeah, and the the volume levels were nice and you know even and and things like that. So. Um, How do you have your phone hooked up to your uh, to your system there? I skyped out to her. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so she was just on that. Skype, but on a phone. No, I called her from Skype. Yeah. Right, but she was on the phone. Right. Correct. And you yeah, were on the, the computer. Yeah. Right. It was yes. not the app. It was a phone call. Yes. For some reason, she's afraid of having her computer connected to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Makes, makes total sense. sense. <laughs> her phone's probably now tapped. <clears throat> so it's possible. Yeah, so really, I know we keep hitting the same thing. For me, I I liked the you know I I thought you did a good job uh, as an interviewer. Once you got to the you know once I figured out who she was, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And you got to the kind of the fun stuff. To me, I think the thing that seriously could have just created a, a much better experience would have just let me know who she is up front. Uh, Eric, anything else you want to add to that? I know we kind of keep saying that, but it's it was really the big glaring kind of thing that was like, ooh, that could have been better. I- I love the uh, the bold questions that you asked. You weren't afraid to go toe-to-toe with her and ask her some deep, thought-provoking questions to challenge her a little bit. I thought I was, I was very impressed by your willingness to do that. Uh, overall, I think your interviewing style is a great balance between providing content and bringing the best out of your guest. You asked her some great questions and, and led her to give you some great answers, which I thought was fantastic. I just felt it would have been stronger with a little bit of setup. That's the only thing I would have adjusted over the whole thing of some intro and some clothes. And think, I think you had a solid show. Yeah. Cool. And you can find Eric Hunley over at unstructuredpod.com. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me over at podcasttalentcoach.com. All of my uh, helpful tools and worksheets are right there. If you're interested in coaching one-on-one, find that at podcasttalentcoach.com slash coaching. How about you, Dave? You can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to have, if you'd like to sit in Eric Hunley's seat, since we have Eric squared tonight, uh, feel free to go over to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, we will have, we'll be talking about your show. And uh, in addition to being an audio podcast, we do record the video and throw that on YouTube as well. So you get a little edited exposure. And uh, what you don't hear is what's going to happen when I hit stop here in a second, which is where if Eric has any other questions, he can ask us there too. So thanks so much for behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So (laughs) again, check it out. Podcastreviewshow.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com.
This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.